We're in business to save the planet, and we use making clothes to do that. The cure for depression is action. Every one of us has to step up and do what you can according to what your resources are. That was the voice of Patagonia's Yvonne Chouinard. My name is Matt Barr and you are listening to Type 2, a podcast from Looking Sideways, in association with Patagonia that explores the intersection between the outdoors, action sports and activism. In each show, I've been meeting people who are using their passion and involvement with the cultures we all love to create change. We've been discussing the issues they're involved in, the change they're seeking to create, the difficulties involved and the rewards that follow. This week, I've got surfer and activist Adam Hall on the show. Friend of mine, been lucky enough to do a couple of trips with Adam over the years. Always greatly enjoy talking to him. And always greatly enjoy finding out what he's been up to because he's carved out a particularly interesting path for himself through his passion for surfing and also his career. So Adam's head of sustainability for Surf Dome, where he's been hugely involved in the progressive strides they've made at that retail giant over the last few years. He's also part of the team that just successfully ran the campaign to have the North Devon coastline made one of only 12 world surfing reserves in the world. Putting this much-loved corner of the British surf world on a par with places such as Noosa, Malibu and Erisera. Big coup, that. Um, As mentioned in the conversation, I kind of realised what a coup that was when I was interviewing a very, very famous surfer who mentioned it on the call. Um, It had a lot of cut through and it is quite an achievement. And all of this would be reason enough to have Adam on as a guest for Type 2. But the main reason is not just to focus on those specifics, but it's to find out by chatting to him how he's found a way of successfully, yes, parlaying his own passions into positive action on a wider scale. It's a key theme, this, at the heart of all activism. How can we make it personal, yet also impactful? After all, it can be pretty overwhelming, especially in the face of the sheer scale of some of the challenges we face, and especially as human beings also just trying to exist and live a life in the 21st century how do you find the balance between these different poles this is the conundrum that adam if you ask me has cracked both through his work and through his passion for surfing which really is the catalyst of everything that he's been doing over the last few years so that's what this conversation is about and for me that is really what type 2 is about the chance to hear from passionate articulate fired up people who are out there making a difference and calling it out for what it is we recorded this one at the wave in bristol after a really fun surf it won't surprise you to hear that adam absolutely rips by the way Um, and all in all it was a great day capped off by a brilliant thought-provoking conversation with somebody who wears his principles on his sleeve and is out there making it happen in every way he can i was inspired hope you will be too enjoy here's me and adam coffee after that so we i'm with adam and we just surfed we're at the wave we're in one of the tents it's your first time in one of the wave safari tents i believe it is yeah they're cool aren't they yeah it does feels like we're in uh i don't know the african continent yeah they they are really good i i I think i was saying i stayed in here in november with some friends and it was it was cold um but we got the fire on and it was very cozy and this is as i was saying hopefully um, the event that everyone's really bored on this podcast of hearing me talk about that never happens but this is the plan 
get all these, have everyone stay on the site. Could be cool, right? Yeah, it'd be rad. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's such a nice setting, isn't it? The, these are these are cool. It just, I don't know. It feels like, a, yeah, nowhere you've really stayed in before. Yeah, yeah. it's good. And I'm knackered because we just surfed. So it's Wednesday morning. We just did the advance right. Yeah. That, and we surfed it with six other people. Yeah, it's nice. Nice amount of people, isn't it? No excuse not to get that second wave. Yeah. <laughs> you were definitely doing better than me. I was like, oh. Doing the laps. You were lapping harder than me. But um, but yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, it's I a bit less that. frenetic than when I've been here before. Yeah. Um, so if you're thinking about the wave, uh, you know, midweek mornings, definitely. Yeah, the way yeah. to go. So good to see you, man. I think last time yeah. we properly caught up. So you at Kendall. Yep. But we were we were both a bit hectic, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, probably was Norway, wasn't it? Yeah, Re- realistically, we had a bit of COVID in the way, so that was longer than. It's three years think. ago. We've just worked right. out, wasn't it? Yeah. So we were on the Patagonia snow impact camp in mm-hmm. Lofoten, which was, I mean, in hindsight, what a trip! It was absolutely brilliant, wasn't oh, it? It's, it's, it's another world, Lofoten. For people who've been there, they'll know that. But I don't know. It's really pinch yourself that you're in that that environment. I mean, I've been to cool places like New Zealand or Hawaii, but that's insane like the yeah just yeah the, the, the scenery and the views and and mountains down to the sea is just that's never computed for me before but. yeah i want to go back actually because we didn't get super lucky with conditions did we but it's still still really fun and you've just been on the uh surf impact camp with that's patagonia right. yeah um, as part so was that as part of your role at surf dome yeah yeah i think it, it was it was yeah 50 50 but um yeah, that there was there was a lot of industry there, and um, yeah, as you mentioned, I, I work for Sustainable Online Retailer, and I'm I'm head of sustainability there, so I work very closely with Patagonia on on a lot of projects just outside of the norm, if you like, just you know a bit beyond that kind of uh, brand and retailer relationship. We, we we team up on on lots of different eff- efforts to kind of push the envelope on sustainability. So um, naturally, I was invited, being a, a good partner of Patagonia. Um, How was it? Yeah, it was good. It looked yeah. good. It looked like a good group. It was. Larry yeah. from Finisterre. Dan, right. Dan Crockett, who's been on Type Two. Yeah. Hugo. Um, Hugo, who's multi, like three-time guest on here, I think. Right. <laughs> um, if you include the live ones. Um, yeah, it looked like a really good group. I was absolutely gutted. I couldn't go. I unfortunately had some else. Well, I was in Croyd your stomping ground um that was the week i interviewed mikey and was yeah. staying at a friend's place you know mikey yeah yeah i couldn't quite make it but it, i was yeah i was pretty good so yeah. what was what was the what was the kind of goal what was the agenda did with the with the kind of concrete actions that came out of it yeah there are i don't know how much i can i can kind of let out the bag but there's you know you, a lot of it was was bigger picture stuff so, so there was quite a hot debate around around what the outcome should be but some of the biggest stuff around getting the industry and getting the media the surf media surf industry um really motivated on 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 preserving these areas that the industry relies on yeah actually the beaches the coastline they are under threat you know whether whether you you like it or not we 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 are seeing those areas depleted so when when we're 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 selling on the basis of these beautiful images of waves that there's a particular one in, in in question barbuda say barbuda is is a campaign by arthur um and they it, it's directly under threat and that, that's used in adverts to sell board shorts and 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 everything for, for years it's such a beautiful wave but that's going to disappear so that, that that was a real a real snapshot of, of 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 what's happening on a broader level so so there was a debate around these kind of bigger efforts you know and that there's that 
there's there's a, a protection of 30% of the ocean by 2030, 30 by 30. So there's these broader efforts. And then, then there was more uh, micro efforts that were, were very industry specific and product specific that we, we were discussing. So there's, yeah, it's a kind of hot debate on, 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 on where we should go. Um, but it was great. It was a really, really good group of people. Um, you had, you know, NGOs, as, as you mentioned, you had the industry, you had some of the, the, the big guys from Southwestern France, from, from the surfing industry, the surf media, some, some of the pros. And um, yeah, just a really good mix of, of people that just, just wanted to push the agenda forward. A, a lot like Lefoten. Yeah, I think it's good as well. There's quite a few sort of multilateral cross-brand activities going on at the minute isn't there you know the snow impact camp was one that i think that sounds even more so like there was probably more cross-pollination between because obviously every brand at the at the moment and i would include surf dome in that but you know finisterre for example patagonia i mean every brand really like mm-hmm. has a stance don't they and they're doing activities and it does make more sense to to align doesn't it i've been involved in this group the last 18 months two years called opening up the outdoors um which is to try and increase diversity in in our industry essentially and that's that's a kind of multilateral cross brand group you know finisterre patagonia arcteryx adidas berghaus vivo um are all involved in that as well and it's been really refreshing i think that everyone's just been right let's just park the totally you know the, commer- the commercial yeah. competitiveness mm. and look at the health of the culture that we all rely on which is obviously what you're alluding to with the bob buda example as well you know like it's kind of what it's going to take, isn't it, really, to like yeah. align it, you know? Yeah, and I think that's what's really special about the sustainability space for, for me, you know. I've, I've been in the surf industry for pretty much my whole entire working life and, 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 and I can imagine surfing pre my generation was, was, was a very close-knit community. It still is now. But, but it feels like the surfing sustainability community is now that real close-knit community and it's, it feels like a really safe and collaborative space which is not competitive and, and as it should be um and I, I think that's really nice you know you you go to some of these events and you, you can feel quite intimidated by some of the some of the powerhouses there you know but there, there's when you realize that everybody's pushing in the same direction and everybody wants to share their experiences everybody nobody's holding on to any secrets here it's it's kind of like well look we've done this if, if, if you if you follow that oh and you're doing that and and, and and it's the only way that we're going to push things forward. You know, I've, I've got a, a utopian idea that actually businesses will, um, will will have their little niches within sustainability and, and they all work on their specific areas because you can't be all encompassing. You, you can't do everything. You, 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 you'll become uncompetitive and, and you'll, you'll, you'll lose that space. And we were discussing this earlier. If you're not holding that space, then another business that's doing nothing will come in and, and take that space. So, so you have to be quite practical and pragmatic in, in the efforts that you make. You know, for Surfdome, at one point, it was plastics. And we, we learned a lot around plastics. Perhaps we haven't done so much work in biodiversity, but another business has. So the, the utopian idea for me is, is, is everybody does their best in the field that works for them. And, and at some stage, we can come together and collaborate and, and, and share all that learnings across a business community or, or an organisational community. And, you know, and that's happening in the surfing industry now with the Surf Impact Camp. And we can come together and share those ideas and best practices and, and just lift the whole of industry and business as, as a whole. Do you think our industry, and I kind of collectively I'm referring to like, you know, the whole thing really, like not just surf, like snow, outdoor, 
you know, like the brands that we're talking about, do you think there's a unique opportunity to, to do that? Because like, there is such a, um awareness of the problem because that you know when you were talking then that kind of struck me I mean that's almost like the kind of governmental line in a way isn't it like we need business to sort of drive this forward and quite often when you hear that especially from our current incumbents you know you're a bit like yeah okay whatever bullshit you know that's like kicking the can down the road but in our case I think and Surfdome are a good example because you in your role have driven that and you've and you've you have chosen these subjects and these areas of interest and these areas of concern where you can actually have an impact, can't you? So do you think, do you think this kind of joined up approach that you've just outlined is, is, is possible in our industry? Do you think, cause we talked about how it's happening on this kind of conversational level, mm-hmm. but that, that vision that you've just kind of espoused is, is quite an ambitious one, you know, to actually have this collective effort at joining up these issues and making a difference across the industry do you see that as like a use the word utopia you know that's that as if it's a bit pie in the sky do you you have hope that it can actually happen and make a difference tangibly yeah and I, i do think we are we are doing it to a certain extent we're working towards that and 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 we see ourselves as a retailer as a conduit between the 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 customer and, and and the brands and and actually for us we we have a degree of influence over the brands we deal with about a thousand different brands not just surf brands actually across motocross across equestrian so, so on and so forth so we have this degree of influence so what we do is is we we push back with our with our with our findings around around plastic and, and carbon reductions and we actually we, we we push that through stipulations in certain cases and we're influencing that that entire industry you got power at the end yeah. of the day, you do have leverage, don't you? It, to a certain extent, on some and, and not so much on others. But, but, but it, is, it is an influential position that you're in yeah. as, as, as a big retailer. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you, can, you, can, you can flex that, can't you? Yeah. You know, responsibly, and, obviously. And, and I do think, particularly with, with, with surf skate snow, um, we're pushing against an open door here. You know, they're, 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 it's our community that is, and, and, and you've probably heard it a thousand times, with, we are, and it's, I think I'm going to steal Hugo's um, uh, uh, saying here, we, we are the canaries in the coal mine. We're, we're, we're on the front line of this. You know, yeah. it's, it's guys that are in the, in, in the alpine industry or, or, or the alpine community or the snow community. They're seeing worsening conditions in the snow. You know, climate change is affecting them. You know, surfers are literally stepping over a strand line of plastic. So yeah. we're, we're pushing against an open door. And if it's not our industry, that if, if it's not us leading this, then who the hell is? You know, it's not going to be fashion. It's not going to be um, any other industry that's, that's that's perhaps a little bit removed from these subjects. Yeah. So it's, it's up to us to, to, to really step up and just go, OK, this is possible be best best case examples and then push it out wider it's it's yeah i think it's 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 totally up to us and it's totally achievable yeah i think there's a couple of reasons that i find it such an interesting idea um i mean it's pragmatic firstly which is the word again the word that you used isn't it um it is actually looking at the reality of the situation which is ultimately these these activities exist hence these brands exist hence there's a demand for these services and these products um, but equally, those things have an impact. So, how can you use the leverage, as we as we've said, to to sort of mitigate that impact? You mm-hmm. know, like rather than like you say in other areas, just other industries just ignore it and pretend it doesn't happen, or push the focus on the consumer, or push the focus on government. You know, when nothing really happens. But equally, 
and the, one of the main reasons I wanted to speak to you for this is because I think your role had a sustainability one of the themes of type two is like how individuals can have an impact like what their form of activi- activism is you mm-hmm. know like and how you make it a part of your life and how you make it in the areas that you can actually have an impact on and I'm really interested in the role because I've kind of we've known each other on and off for quite a few years now mm-hmm. and I've and I've sort of seen the the strides that you've been making and the initiatives that you've been putting in you know like like you mentioned plastics you mentioned packaging what's the story there then was it was it almost like a bit of a has it been driven by you in that role and and your your sense of like what needs to be done your interests we we given almost like a bit of a, a a blank slate to sort of come in and suggest solutions it's i'm interested because yeah. you have had an impact and i always kind of thought well where did that come from you know yeah and yeah. have somebody like you had the opportunity to put your personal activism into effect through this vehicle you mm-hmm. know to connect the kind of personal and the you know the macro themes if you like so what i'd be interested in find out a bit more about that yeah totally so it's um it's quite a, a, a chance a whole set of chance situations where the long story short i ended up the, the owner of surf dame justin stone at the time the founder of he bought the property that i was renting and croyd <laughs> when um, i stayed at the other week yeah that's right, right. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and you know justin well um the great guy he's an amazing brain um, and he, we, we just over countless beers, he, 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 he turned around to me so long, I'm going to start paying you for these conversations. <laughs> and, um, and we, together we created a role and, and actually I, I think it was when, when we went for a beach clean at one point, just me and him and, 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 and there, you could see the realization coming into his head is like, we cannot be involved in this. We, we cannot be contributing to this problem. Um, and, and we created a role, um, around that and, and, and. To, to a certain extent, I was just given free reign to to set up that campaign uh, across Surf Dome. You know, was that the, the two minute beach clean? Thing? Yeah. So, so, so we the, we the Martin Dory. Martin, that's that, right. Is that right? The yeah. Martin... Same same time, we, we yeah. were looking at, at supporting a grassroots activism um, plastic campaign. Yeah. You know, to, to dovetail with our own efforts. Yeah. You know, there's only so many times you can say we're ninety nine point so seven percent plastic free before everybody gets bored. But if you if you couple that with um, uh, teaming up with a, with a grassroots uh, uh, campaign, yeah, and, and and you talk about the relevant communications that they have, then you get the opportunity to talk about what you've done yourself. Sure. So yeah, teamed up with Martin. Yeah, I was, I was kind of starstruck when he first came and had a cup of tea on my deck and uh, Un- unsung hero that man yeah. I, would, I would say yeah i mean he's he, he's put so much effort into two minute and um and I, i've seen firsthand that the sacrifices he's he's made it's it's quite something and um yeah so i was kind of starstruck because he was he was straight off his bbc2 one man in his camper van yeah. series and yeah yeah and uh yeah he's just like yeah i've just started this hashtag look at this and he just showed me his phone he's like, oh, it's just gone a bit crazy and we're like oh maybe we could get involved in this and right and um yeah so it kind of it, it, it sprung from there and and uh yeah so i've, I've been involved with two minute ever since really just really as, as as a supporter as a trustee of the charity yeah. um but that was that was all part of our, our our campaign to start reducing plastics and 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 a few of the directors at at, at surf them they watched the film trashed with jeremy irons in yeah it's one of the first plastic films and 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 essentially what we did is is, is we just took concerted action really strong concerted action in that very next quarter we we eliminated i think it was 74 and something percent of the plastic in our packaging we just wiped clean right we just got rid of it um and then 
if you fast forward to today, I think we're 99.72% plastic free. Our customers will see 100% plastic free plastic packaging. But as part of that strategy, we've we've got 99 no sorry 96.4% recycled content. It's been reduced as well. So for people thinking, oh, you've switched from one material to another, we've actually got a reduction strategy as well. So that whole strategy it was born from that moment. And I think the learning there, there's two points I want to make about that. The learning there is is that we 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 put together a very successful strategy to we hit the nail on the head. Yeah. It was before Blue Planet, it was before David Attenborough started showing pictures of whales chewing a, a plastic bucket. It was it was ahead of its time. Yeah. It, 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 it was, was an outlier in the industry, yeah. really. You know, it was quite at that stage it was ambitious, definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. punchy. It's like, right, we're going to get rid of plastic yeah, for, that, for an online retailer. And I think that's it, it was that bold, concerted action that just got the wind in our sails, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and essentially, we, we got we had two-thirds of our social media coverage. Um, uh, conversations were about our sustainability efforts at the time. Um, we got so much attention that it, it just put the wind in our sails that everybody in the business went, wow, sustainability really means something to... And we knew that, but we needed to prove that. And and what that's done is it's it's it, that initial successful campaign has, has just put the wind in ourselves for everything else ever since, and we've really pushed that through. But the, the second point I want to make is is going back to that whole society, government, business kind of choice. And sure. and, and and I I think for me, and this is just my personal opinion, and and, and lots of people will disagree with this. You know, that the, the major gear change is when policy change happens. And that's when real change happens. But that's a slow burner. You know, we know that that can take forever. That can take years and years and years. And that's years and years of damage that's happening before that actually happens. Changing societal uh, um, uh, patterns and, and, and behaviours is a long game too, right? Um, and that can flip-flop between <laughs> a new TV series, a new news story that, that, that just distracts. But for businesses, they can change from quarter to quarter. They can be, they can change very, very rapidly, and 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 once businesses prove that in a business context that you can change and you can still be a successful business, it makes it easier for governments to change policy. Yeah. Um. And we proved that because we did that in that one quarter, seventy-four percent just disappeared, and we're a successful business. So it it can be done. Um. So in the role then, as it you know you've explained this sort of how it came about and some initial early campaigns like how how have you developed it then because if because it does sound like you had a bit of a you know blank canvas really mm-hmm. to sort of look at you know you're you're very passionate owen owen with the coffees legend um you, you know you're very passionate with the the whole debate very clued up on the whole conversation um so was it an opportunity for you to like decide how you were going to use essentially the platform that you had, mm-hmm. you know, and the budgets that you had to, to sort of address issues that you felt Surf Dome could, how, you know, be relevant with? Is that, is that kind of how it worked? Yeah, 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 totally. And I think it, it, we had that successful campaign, which, which almost gave us that, that green light to work on the nitty gritty, the stuff that you should do. Yeah. Um, you know the other headline. I'm going to throw some stats at everybody, but we, we've we've reduced our direct emissions, carbon emissions, so scope one and two, by 93.6 percent, which is huge. It's absolutely ginormous since 2018. So, but that's that's less sexy, right? You know, plastics at the time, 
everybody got it. It was tangible, you know, it was in their hands. You know, they understood it. Blue Planet came out. It's, it was, it was. It well, was, you're filling up, you're recycling every week. You see it, you know, it's like you say, tangible is the word, isn't and it's, it? It's on the beach. You, yeah. You know, it's, it's physical. So, yeah. It, so I, I guess it, you know, I, I come from a, a surfing background and I took, I took about an eight year break to set up my own sustainability consultancy firm. And I've always had a bit of a sustainability brain. And I, I understand that there's lots of different, there's, you know, sustainability is multifaceted. There's so many elements that you can work on. Um, and you've got to do your baseline stuff, um, but that's not necessarily that attractive to the to, to the customer or, or 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 people on the street. So yeah, yeah, essentially it's it, it's trying to figure out those really innovative ways to tackle carbon emissions, to tackle plastic pollution, to have better products, and 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 thinking outside the box. I, I get quite bored with 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 a lot of sustainability initiatives that are, and there seems to be an increasing trend where a lot of organizations are, are, are using this standard format and it's, it's becoming more and more apparent. It's like, oh, oh, you're using this organization for this. And it's, and, and, it, and, and everybody's following this pattern and, 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 and that's a lot of box ticking. It's a lot of spreadsheets and, and, and I get frustrated because sustainability should be about action. Yeah. Concerted action. And it's gotta be big percentages. No one's going to thank you for 5%. No one's going to thank you for 30%. You need to be hitting 70, 80%, 90% reductions. And you need to be taking concerted action that makes a difference. So there's a lot of people listening to this, and I'm actually one of them because I run a business, Mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm immediately thinking, well, where's my opportunity to to actually do something pragmatic tangible with an outcome you know so i don't i don't particularly want to talk about my business but i imagine there's a lot of people because i think this is a this is the the problem a lot of the time when people are looking at like activism and like tackling this problem as an individual is there's a lot of overwhelm you know there's a lot of like well i can't possibly do anything beyond take the recycling out or you know like or take my cup to the coffee shop or whatever you know like how would whereas you've actually like a like you know like i was kind of driving earlier and as you've described you've actually used very cleverly used your position and 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 the company that you work for to kind of do this so how would you what advice would you give somebody who's think listening to this and thinking like well i can because every business like you say could have an impact like every everybody can potentially make similar decisions to you and 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 approach it in this way Mm -hmm. you know like what anything you've learned that, that you that you could share that might that might inspire people to sort of follow a similar approach yeah I, I, you know what sustainability is easy it, it, it's just about making the right choice so I, I think there's, there's a couple of points here and, and and the easy one is is I try to say to everybody in it uh, at work is is pause as simple as that you you've, you've got a decision that you will make once a week once a day once an hour pause am I making Am I considering the more sustainable choice? And you don't have to be a scientist to know which one that is. You don't need to have endless amounts of research, but you need to be pausing and actually considering, okay, I've got, I've got multiple choices here. I'm going to throw a sustainability factor into that decision making. And that's the most simple thing. And you can do that in your daily life. And, and, and all we've got to do is just take a couple of seconds and just consider, is this the most sustainable choice in this scenario? You might not get it right, and the sustainable choice might be 
out of reach. It might be too complex, might be too expensive. But if we can all pause and do that with every decision we make, we're, 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 we're beginning that path to, to making concerted action. I think when you're making fundamental decisions on bigger campaigns or as an organisation, how am I going to structure my sustainability efforts? I, I always say that you've got to balance it. You've got to balance it to what your biggest impact is for the environment. That's why we're doing it, right? So, so what is your biggest impact on the environment and how can you limit that or how can you go one step further than that and be regenerative? We'll come on to the how low the uh, the sustainability bar is. Yeah, later. which is another thing I'm really interested in hearing <laughs> your view on. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, you've got to consider that in the first instance, but you've got to balance that with longevity, right? So, if it, if you choose a subject which doesn't resonate with your stakeholders, your staff, your board of directors, your customers, it, it's it's just not going to fly. You know, for, for, for us, we, we, we had the perfect storm at Surf Dome where we, we looked at plastics and that really resonates with our customer base. Blue Planet came out a few few years later. Yeah. It was like this perfect storm and it just put the wind in our sails for us to then be able to work on the nitty gritty stuff, which is less gl- glamorous. If you just went straight in for the less glamorous stuff, you're not going to get longevity and you're yeah. not going to get buy-in from the rest of the business. Sure. So it, it bal- I think it's balancing the two. Is is what is your greatest impact? That's why we're doing it. But balance that with with what resonates with your your business. And and I think as, if, if you get that right from the outset, you, you you're off. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about this low bar because before we surfed, you kind of mentioned this, and you were like, "Oh, I'm going to get a bit ranty," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Definitely save that for the for the podcast." And you, and you, I think your point was that the bar is incredibly low mm. right now you know yeah. and so what do you mean by that um I, I i think i think this podcast will age badly <laughs> i think this particular one not yours matt no i your understand podcasts you mean are amazing. you mean you mean the, <laughs> yeah right out. <laughs> 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 right stop <laughs> no you mean the general conversation like the the, the tenor of the conversation yeah. that's what you mean right you mean like the level of debate like the 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 kind of what people think is an acceptable impact will will look back at uh, yeah like people thinking smoking was wasn't bad for you yeah totally uh, you, you know you know what i mean like that kind of analogy yeah it'll yeah, age yeah. very badly yeah totally well i mean the, the kind of stuff that we're celebrating right now is it is basically we're gonna fuck it up a little bit less than the next person yeah you know and, and that's that's shocking you know when we look when we're celebrating that we're using, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing because it, it, it is a stepping stone to go in the right direction. So we should applaud it and we should we should be encouraging it with, with every fibre of our body. Great, you're doing stuff. Let's go, let's go. But it's going to age so badly when, when we look back and go, I can't believe we did adverts around recycled content or we did adverts around, then we're going to talk about the surf reserve at some point not messing up an area we've committed to not messing up an environment <laughs> i mean how low is that bar yeah. that's insane pat on the back everyone yeah yeah we're, like, gonna, we, we're we, gonna look after this place yeah and you've and you've had to go to quite a quite an effort to just, formalize that just to keep it as it is yeah i mean that is that is that's an atrocious situation isn't it and yeah and, when and, you put it like that and, yeah. and also, you know, and, and I, I'm a massive fan of them. I'm not knocking them at all. And I think they, they, do, they do amazing work. You know, 1% for the planet. We work with them. That's a brilliant initiative by Yvonne at Patagonia. You know, it's they're, they're amazing work. But 
one percent one yeah you know the bar's <laughs> really low <laughs> yeah the clues in the title yeah. and, and and i think that's we 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 you know there's and 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 i've just mentioned patagonia they're doing a lot beyond that you know regenerative organic you know there's there's regenerative uh, farming you know there's there's a rewilding initiatives that are going on so we are the narrative is changing and it is moving beyond that less impact you know and and, and, and that's where we, 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 we be need to begin to focus on because, you know, I've just, I've just rattled off some facts that we've reduced our, our, our carbon by 93.6%, you know, our direct uh, emissions. But we're not repairing anything. We're just limiting. Yeah. And that's a really low bar. It's a really... And, 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 and if, you, if you want to listen to the scientists, which we should, you know, we're, we're, in, we're in a pretty dire state. Um, and for us to be applauding these, 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 these little tiptoes around the fringes, is quite frankly ludicrous. You know, we 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 got to step up, and we we got to we, people have got to sense the urgency. And yes, we we we, sh we should encourage these things. And I, I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm not I'm being negative towards these initiatives because they are fantastic and they are. But we 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 got to progress it. It's got to move faster, and it's got to, it's got to move as fast as the planet needs do you see that as an opportunity because obviously you could take that quite in quite a downbeat uh, it's quite a downbeat assessment let's say yeah you know um, um and there's probably quite a few people listen to this that might be uh triggered in the in the you know the modern phrase by that because you kind of it's a bit of a boot up the ass isn't it you know it's a bit like come on everyone yeah you know this is all a bit you know preaching to the converted isn't it we're all patting ourselves on the back for how great we are and actually what impact are we actually having a you know um so but if we leave that aside can presumably knowing you you see that as some kind of the, like there's an opportunity to to be had there yeah yeah and, and I, I do think that there are there are people looking at this there's people working on this and and everything's an opportunity, you know, every, every, every conversation you have, every, every person you meet, every business that wants to get involved, you know, and I, I, I hopefully people see that as a bit of a motivation. I hope they don't see that as, as me bashing um, efforts, you know, there's, there's, it, it, it just, you know, it, and, and, and for me that there's another point around that, that I, I think is, is pure insanity because we've just talk, talk, spoke about how the bar is, is, is quite low with sustainability we need to up our game but on the other side we've got things like greenwashing you know which is just going in the other direction and and, and at, at the time when we need to be making really concerted efforts you've got companies that are just using sustainability as a, as a marketing exercise and not really doing much well actually barely doing a thing and that's that's where you know the frustration for me really comes in you know i've, I've sat in a a room full of 200 sustainability professionals. I won't name the name of the high street brand that, that put these beautiful slideshows up. And they, 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 they announced their big campaign for their 100% sustainable uh, cotton. Right. Um, and didn't quite get an applaud, but there was a, a clap from a room of 200 sustainability professionals. And I looked around and I was like, wow. You know, there, there, there's people here that are, are actually accepting this and... and and how do you measure measure sustainable? How do you measure seventy five percent sustainable, eighty nine point three percent sustainable? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a measurement. Yes, yeah. it, that's literally greenwashing. Yeah, and, and that 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 just shows how how far we've got to go and how we've got to accelerate and 
and push that out of the way. You know, there's great. I mean, it's absurd. There's greenwashing laws that have come in in 2022. You know, we, we, we now have to put laws in place to stop people from greenwashing. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> we shouldn't, we, we should be way beyond that. It, yeah. We should but, be. But I think, you know, someone calling it as it is like this is, it's going to help, isn't it? Because hmm. I think everyone knows it as well. Yeah. You know, I think everyone, well, I mean, that's probably another, an entirely different conversation, isn't it? You know, that, that, that but it, it is, it is a, it's an important part of this debate, you know, that like the, the kind of patting yourself on the back, slightly delusional sometimes, you know, like, oh, we're making a difference, you know, this is fine. Um, and like you say, is it really? Yeah. Probably not. But also I, I, I really, I really want to touch on that point that it sometimes people that there's that greener than thou situation going on, you know, where it's like, Oh, well, you know, it's a bit, you've done this and it's not quite right. And then everyone's a bit nervous to do anything or, and, and I, I think what we've always tried to do and maybe, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to just bang on about how great we are. It's just a way that hopefully others can draw influence from. And, and it, it, it seems to have worked for us. So, so to hopefully take that in the right way. Um, is is we've 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 done more work than we talk about, um, and and we're not necessarily trying to chase that benefit. It, it's something that we we've always tried. I'm talking about at Surf Day. And we, we've always tried to just do the best we can, and do a little bit of communication, and hopefully that just filters through that we're we're a company that's trying to do the best we can. And and I think that's that that's a really key learning for for people that are like, oh I don't know if we should you know, dip our toes into sustainability. And, and I've just said, oh, that's not enough, you know, doing those minuscule things. And I don't want to deter people from doing anything like that, but it, you, you've just got to make concerted efforts, you know? And and if you make concerted efforts, you don't necessarily need to wrap it up in this monumental marketing campaign. Sure, You know, it will just come out in the wash. People yeah. will notice. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that's where sustainability's got to be true, it's got to be practical. It's got to be pragmatic, and it's got to be concerted. And you've got to be hitting big numbers. You just, you just got to do it. No one's going to thank you for for anything less. Yeah. So tell us about the reserve then, because obviously this is this is the, you know, the other thing you've been obviously quite busy with with a group of people from North Devon. Um, so what's it formally called? Like you basically, it's a world surf reserve. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. World surfing reserve. Surfing yeah. reserve. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so there are 12 now. 12. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, it's kind of a pet project, I guess. Right. Um, it's, so it's a, a group of people from around Croyd, Woolacombe, Braunton area. And what you literally all just got together and were like, let's try and do this. Yeah. So, um, there's there's a there's a there's a ball of energy in North Devon called Kevin Cook or Cookie as we like to call him. He's the chairman of um, the Museum of British Surfing. And uh, yeah, back in 2017, I think it was, there was a coastal communities meeting where the um, the the local council got together and they had a small pot of funding from central government, which goes to coastal communities because generally impoverished areas to try and you know regenerate them and we had a meeting down at Puttsburgh car park um and we had a chat about this tiny pot of money and how how we're going to disperse it and best use in in north devon and, and there was there was talks of rash vests for the the local kids clubs a shower on the beach and uh i love it when cookie gets all red faced and starts hopping on the spot and he uh and he piped up and he's like 
we got to stop thinking small. We got to start thinking big. You know, we we got we, we got this beautiful and he's really passionate and Cookie's very passionate and he had this this speech about how beautiful everything was outside this window and and how we need to look after it. And he said we need to make North Devon a world surfing reserve. And and at that point, I I kind of looked across the room and I was like. I know that I've I've met the guys at Save the Waves Coalition who run World Surfing's Ever at the Global Wave Conference. Mm. Um, Hugo and the, and the team organised SAS yeah. in 2015, which we sponsored, and um and I met the guys there and I was like, Cookie, I I, I think I think I, I could have a chat with the the guys in in the US and see what see what the process is. Yeah, and we, we just got stuck in. We got we got a bit of support from North Devon District Council, um, an amazing lady called Isabel, Isabel Bromham. Um, she was the water sports officer there. She's moved to New Zealand uh, recently, but Bo is Bo Bromham is a very prominent surfer in, in North Devon. He's he's still around, and um, and and she she put in a, a monumental amount of work. And Cookie and I just put in some long hours, putting the application in, um, and I think we came. What did we come? We came second in the world in 2018. We lost out to Puerto Rico. Right. Um, in 2019, we came second in the world. We lost out to Player Hermosa in Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, at that point, we became pretty disillusioned with it all. We're like, ah, oh, we're putting all this effort in. This is going nowhere. Let's 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 pursue a national scheme. Let's let, let's let, let's just start our own. Right. You know, and let, let's we, we put all this work in. We can't. We can't just go into a cul-de-sac. We've we, we got to use this energy and this effort to go somewhere. Um, we got another small pot of funding from the area of outstanding natural beauty in, in North Devon. Yeah. And we got Ben Hewitt involved. Yeah, um, yeah. Surfing England, is he? Uh, so Ben Hewitt was oh. chairman of SAS for, for about a decade. Okay, right, right. Yeah. So absolute powerhouse um, in, in this kind of arena. Another um, one. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. Yeah, you know what? I think yeah from from all this conversation it's about connecting with the right people for, yeah to make stuff happen you know find those people either just soak up their influence or get them involved um so we got ben we got rob whitney um who's involved we've got yvette curtis who's yeah, been on yeah. the podcast as well yeah. so they're, they're on the core team and we we're like okay we're, we're going to do a national scheme got a small pot of funding got ben to do the scoping work and we're all set we did a coastal communities meeting where all the councils around the UK, uh, coastal councils around the UK, and we presented to them and said, "Look, we're going to we're going to launch as North Devon as as the pilot, as the blueprint for everywhere else." And yeah, Tyneside Council putting their hands in the air, saying, "We want to be next." You right. know, all, all over again. This is a brilliant idea, complete blessing to do it. And um, so we started cracking with that, and then we got the World Surf Reserve status in January, which is, which uh, for people listening, it's pretty bloody big news yeah you know, so Arisera he's the only other one in Europe Malibu is yeah, one isn't it Malibu J-Bay J-Bay uh, one no there's not one in Africa yeah so there's there's three in Australia so you've got Manly was one of the one, early, early yeah. ones you've got the Gold Coast you've got Noosa which is one of the newer ones yeah um, yes yeah, so there's, there's 11 around the world so Malibu there's the, the Santa Cruz is one of the, the more prominent ones yeah there's quite a few in Central America Punta de Lobos in Chile um, yeah, all over. But it's it, it, we, we had a proper goosebumps moment where Rob put together this this little video, really inspiring music, and, and just rattled through all these spots. And then to see these like prominent spots, and then just Croyd come up at the end. Or, sorry, <laughs> yeah, no, not Croyd. Sorry, North Devon. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. So, well, what are the what are the benefits? Why why did you work so hard, you as a collective, to achieve it? What's it going to give to the area? Um, and what's it going to give to British surfing? Uh, well, f for me personally, it's it's my love letter to to North Devon. That's the reason I did it. 
you know, it raised me. Yeah. Surfing culture raised me. Um, and I, what I want to do is, is draw that connection with those unique surf ecosystem attributes and how that creates people and culture, you know, and you can see that direct effect within 10 minutes with Yvette taking, um, I don't know, people who've had quite traumatic times in yeah, their life. Yeah, the Wahinis project, yeah. Into the surf, and yeah. you can see within 10 minutes what that surf ecosystem does to a human being. And that's done that to me over decades. Um, that's why I've done it. But what does it do? Okay, that's, um, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a long answer. <laughs> um, essentially, it's another layer of protection. So North Devon has a lot of designations. It has one of the, the, the it's one of the most protected areas um, with multiple designations in the world. Um, you've got a UNESCO biosphere, you've got a national park, you've got triple SIs, lots of triple SIs. You've got the UK's first uh, marine protected area. You've got coastal preservation sites. Um, you've got the area of outstanding natural beauty and all of these are layered around North Devon. Um, so what's unique about North Devon, what's so attractive to Save the Waves Coalition to have us in the World Surfing Reserve portfolio is we've got these, these environmental protections. So we've got these legalities that we can utilise, but they've never considered the surf zone. You know, they, they, they either stop at the shoreline or the dunes. Right. Or the marine protected area just looks at further out to sea. Yeah. Um, but what we've got is, is, is nobody's considering that surf zone and the, the, the things that can impact waves. And what we're looking at is, is direct impacts. So things like offshore developments, onshore developments, we, we've seen that happen in Europe. We've lost waves in Europe because of those, those elements, you know, Madeira. Yeah, when, yeah. when Dhaka was dredged once and the wave disappeared. We know that can happen. And, and, and currently, well, up until January, the surfing wasn't considered. You know, those products would have gone ahead and perhaps there would have been a consultation with the surf club. Yeah. Wouldn't really have known how to respond um, but now what we can do is, is we have a partner on the local stewardship council with Plymouth University and we can take a science based um, uh, point to that decision making process. So, so there's direct, ef direct effects that, that can actually physically stop a wave and then there's indirect effects which, um, which uh, affect the enjoyment of surfing or the surfing experience. So sewage plastic yeah um overdevelopment on the coastline um so we're, we're looking at all those elements and and although north devon doesn't have anything that's imminently affecting those waves Im imminently going to stop those waves like some areas might have you've got doolin point in ireland yeah. um you know there is the donald trump seawall um on the golf course you know those we don't necessarily have that but we do have some concerning elements to an area that's that's very important culturally yeah on a national scale and on an international scale that will affect those waves unless we start considering it so it's almost like a because it's going to reframe it generally as yeah it, it'll have an influence on the way that the area is perceived and hence like you say on these indirect 
things that can affect it. I mean, I've spent some time in Eresira with the people actually that were behind their um, awarding. And that was of a world surfing reserve status. Mm-hmm. So I was there about eight years ago um, and went and did like a press trip and hung out with like a lot of the locals, which is really fun. Um, and what I found really fascinating about that is it, it they were really using it to bring in tourism. Mm. And a lot of the surfers weren't happy about mm. that because in in that stretch of coast, you know, there's there's signs everywhere. And one of the reasons I, I was actually taken there to write this story for an English newspaper was because it had been awarded that status. So like a lot of the local businesses were using it to bring in... Because, you know, if you look at somewhere like Arisara, which is traditionally a fishing community, surfing is now probably in tourism is now like, I, I've got no idea, but I imagine it's as impactful yep. on that on that area. Mm-hmm. So you can understand why like businesses and local tourist board and that are all basically saying like, yeah, come here and check out our World Surfing Reserve. But it was interesting because, you know, you, you know what I'm going to say, like uh, basically a lot of the locals, especially quite a few that I met, were really pissed off about it yeah and they were basically like well this is just this is fuck this place because Mm. we've got people like you here now you know in the nicest (laughs) possible way and you know it's a a story as old as time isn't it like Mm -hmm. for for coastal communities um and the coastal community that you live in like most british coastal communities has loads of real issues you know like cost of living um cost of property um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm sure you considered it, but I guess I guess the question I'm asking is what kind of influence do you think this status will have on this general conversation around North Devon? Yeah. And I'm not even specifically talking about surf tourism, but, you know, like clearly you've talked about, you, you must have had to weigh up these potentially mm-hmm. negative impacts, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and I think that's that's one of the common misconceptions with the surf and reserve is, is people think it's a, it's a promotional activity for North Devon. Um, it, it, it's certainly not, not, you know, as far as surfing goes, it, it it's got ca- a lot of press though, didn't it? It just, did. Just yeah. interestingly enough, do you know what I mean? Like it was it, huge, and, yeah. and, and like that, sorry to interrupt you, but you can say that, but it was big news, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And it was everywhere that news. Mm. So it's almost like the, the, the genie is a bit out of the bottle really, yeah. you know, like when it comes to that, I mean, fuck i interviewed sean thompson and he mentioned it you know he was like oh yeah the, the north devon just got made a world surfing reserve you know like it, it's definitely cut through <laughs> to yeah. people in the wider surfing world yeah yeah um so yeah i mean did did you have to kind of like yeah that, that that's cover that it, off you yeah, know i mean it's an internal debate with myself you know 100 percent. you know i've i've i grew up in north devon um as i said it, it raised me and 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 we we've had some very serious conversations with like oh are we are we would this be contributing to the problem you know are we going to attract more people here is that is that going to increase traffic is that going to increase Put the price of property pollution? up yeah totally which all, is a huge issue isn't it you know all those elements but it, it the the fundamental point is it, it's it's going to happen and you either let that happen organically and and we don't put these protections in place and and it's a free-for-all, right? Or we accept that this is going to happen, but we're going to make it a reserve and we're going to make it 
attractive to people that give a shit about the area. Yeah. Right? And and, and we say, this is how you act within a surfing zone. It's going to get busy. It is already busy. The cat's like, you say, you say the genie's out of the bottle. Yeah. The genie's I mean, out of the bottle a long time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Croyd. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've got webcams everywhere. It's packed. You know, it, it, it that's done. That that horse has bolted. Yeah. And I know there's other areas, and I've spoken to a lot of people in Ireland that have, have said, oh, you know, we, we wouldn't quite have a reserve yet because it's not quite that busy. It is busy in, in North Devon. That that it's done, you know. And we don't name any spots that that aren't have, don't have a webcam essentially. Um, and 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 our point is, you know, we we want to promote good stewardship of the environment. That's that's one of the key elements. We 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 need to make people realise that these areas are under threat from from climate change, from coastal erosion, from all these elements. And actually, we just want. You know, our tagline is "Waves for all, forever." So it, it's it. We welcome everybody. It's not. It's not for me to say you're welcome in North Devon. Yeah. It's, it's not my position, but and it's not the surf reserves position. But it, it's welcome for everybody. But you you have to care about the place, you know. And and, and we don't want to have stagging Hindus in the dunes, chucking beer cans everywhere, setting the dunes on fire. And it's a, no, it's a surfing reserve. Yeah. Come here, appreciate it, and get the people that. That, that want to look after the area and, and create stewards of the environment. So, so yeah, I, I understand that point, but it, it is a common misconception that it's about promoting the area. And I do think that that time will pass. You know, we, we've had this big buzz. Yeah. You know, wow, we've got it. Okay. And, and for me personally, that's great to celebrate it because we should celebrate the culture, the, the, the unique environmental factors. We should celebrate North Devon. So everybody locally understands Oh, we've got to consider this in our decision making. We've got we've got to look after this. Yeah. So so it's we that need reframing. that. We need that. But that will pass. That time will pass. The pattern on the back will pass. Yeah. And I can't wait for that to happen. Sure. Because I want the real work to happen. And that's that's when we start doing the legal mapping of what powers we have to protect it. That's when we start um, really putting some citizen science projects in place to look at water quality testing perhaps or yeah or working with plastic free north devon with claire moody there and 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 doing some plastic surveys and 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 that's when the real work really kicks in and 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 and, and the surf reserve can show, show its true colors i mean it, it, it's absolutely we were blown away with the press that we got we never expected that there was a conversation we had was like, oh, do you think we're going to get any nationals on this? <laughs> and it was like, ah, well, you know, we'll get, we'll it get was second like, or third It was third like the old like shark in Cornwall, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh, we, we might get the second or third page of the local rag, but. Um, no, it was everywhere. It yeah. was like, I mean, it was like, you know, I remember radio in the morning, it was like, you know, one of the lead items. Like it was definitely captured the imagination. Yeah. yeah. And, and and what that does for, for British surfing is, it, is cool. It, it, it's, it leaks through to, to the industry. It leaks through to surfing England, you know, it, it, it suddenly people internationally for so many years, we had these international surfers coming to coming to a contest in the UK in July. And you've heard it from multiple high level professional surfers. What, what one tour stop would you never go back to? <laughs> and you know what they say? Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's really, it's, it's not done great things for the British surfing culture. <laughs> Um, no, it's yeah. When that's the only benchmark. Yeah, it's 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 oh that little weird scene. Yeah. Great night out though. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. Yeah, There's loads of blokes in football shirts. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, and knee high. If you're waves. in a party and it's brilliant. But yeah. waves of shit. Yeah. yeah, and 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 actually for us to actually just and what that does for for 
for for for British surfers, you know, it's like wow, we got to say we can see it with the press, can't you? And you can see it again with people in conversation going, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's already happening, isn't it? Totally. And 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 big thanks to Gabe Davies. You know, he's he's been a massive supporter for us and and in general, actually, for me. Um, but Gabe, you know, he he turned around to us and and just said, you need five key photos. Just get those five key photos of it absolutely pumping and just keep on pushing them because it's going to get into an international press and they need to see it on its day. Proper. Yeah. 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 It's more activism as pragmatism, isn't it? Basically, from what you've said, you know, like, the, what did you say? Like, it's going to happen anyway. So we might we might as well be in the tent. Yeah. Like having a say. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's going to get busier, you know, it's it's, but let's... I don't want to put reins on it, but let's just make sure that people understand it's a special place. This is how you act. You know, you look after the businesses and organisations that you come and visit that are looking after this this place. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a low benchmark, but <laughs> just looking after a place. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I, you know what? And, and I think that, that you know, one, that one of the fundamental points, if we really kind of fly out from this whole conversation is 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 about just trying to do what you can you know it's and and i think you know what i've done at surf dame is 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 just leveraged that position and that role to to try and make an impact and 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 i I think you know i'm i'm your average bloke on the beach you know i'm there's a lot of people on this podcast which i'm totally humbled to be on is you know they're, they're 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 massive athletes you know there's there's mikey well who's, some of them some of them <laughs> but you, you get my point you know look M- mikey's just produced this phenomenal film you know there's 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 there's, there's amazing people that you, you've interviewed yeah and, but it's and, just stories isn't it stories and and points of view mm, that's but, what i'm looking for but what i want to want to get across is that is is the average person on the beach mountain skate park you can stand up. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you well, this is why I wanted to have a conversation. I mean, this is this is why I thought it was. I really wanted to get you on, and you, you know, you were obviously doing the oh, I don't know, you know, blah. You kind of said what you've just said to me, but this is exactly why it's got value. This conversation because that, that that's what you've done. You know, you've sort of proved that by what you're doing, like across multiple point fronts with your work and with your with what you're passionate about. That's activism. That's yeah. that's what it. That's what it should be, and that's what it how it can work for people which i think is for me if that's not a message worth (laughs) sharing on air then i don't know what is really yeah and i I don't think it has to be like big or bold it just has to be do what you can you know um but why not do big and bold (laughs) so there you go that was me and adam and i hope you enjoyed it and were as fired up as i was afterwards i've really got a lot of uh, admiration for adam's drive and articulacy and for his words of wisdom about his own activism journey. To find out more about the North Devon World Surfing Reserve, head to northdevonsurfreserve.org. And yeah, it's a really, really important designation, I'm going to say, for British surfing. And uh, yeah, very proud of Adam Yvette and the rest of the team that have, you know, that have worked super hard to pull that together. So thanks for listening to this episode and for supporting Type 2 generally. As you probably know by now, I release new episodes of Type 2 every month or so, although there has been a bit of a gap between this one and the last episode. 
Um, it comes out on my usual Looking Sideways channel, which you can subscribe to via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you usually get them from. Uh, you can find the entire Type 2 back catalogue and the entire archive of my main Looking Sideways podcast too over at my website, www.wearelookingsideways.com. If you enjoyed this, um, let me know. Leave me a comment on my Instagram at We Look Sideways or sign up for my newsletter. Bit of a community developing there. You can have a chat on that one. Or email me at podcast at we are looking sideways.com. All right. Nice one. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. <laughs>